Hey, everybody. Great episode of the morning show today. We talk about the different action in the NFT market. Mad Lad's really pumping. Some other projects like Clanosaur is pumping. We actually have a live buy on the show. Talk about the different crypto tokens pumping, Dogecoin, Avalanche, all of that. Talk about Shrapnel quite a bit. It's actually performing very well right now. Overall, it's a great episode of the show. Hope you enjoy it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, December 6th. You've tuned into the NFT Morning Show. Lots to discuss today. Going to be chatting about crypto's up-only mode. I mean, it is getting ridiculous. Every day, the candle is green. And whether we should be expecting a pullback anytime soon, we're going to discuss Yuga Labs' latest disappointing announcement. And we're going to make our predictions for the NFT winners of December. We have a bodago of the day, though, don't we, Clemente? We do. Uh, shout out to, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Antoine Algin. Dude, Antoine has just been, well, A, I always see him in the comments just crushing it. Uh, he minted a nifty portal, minted a Bodago, and, and recently he's been uh, helping a bunch of our recently converted Bodago PFPs uh, come up with some freaking dope banners. So shout out to Antoine Algin just crushing it. Uh, and I'm going to share some of, uh, some of the banners he's got. Yeah, I call him. I call him Greek Twan is what I call him. He's a longtime community member, been around for a long time, talented artist, uh, always has some funny comments too. He's very active in the Discord community. Love to see it. Uh, and yeah, as you can tell, he's made some sick back, uh, banners for Einstein, for Mad Rag, some of these other newer Bodagos community members, and he's making them really, really excited. So overall, uh, he's a badass, uh, you know, big, big fans of Antoine, Greek Twan, as we're calling him these days. But Anyway, we're going to get right into it. We're going to do the weather report. Bunny, do you want to read the weather report? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. Probably better to not have Bunny read the weather report, right? Clemente? Hold on, I'll read it. <laughs> Are you going to read it, Bunny? I could read it. I feel like people are going to leave in droves while you read the weather report, buddy. We'll have you do it another let day. Let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read Easy. it. Easy. Hit me. it. Hit it. So on today's beautiful, sunny first day of Miami's Art Basel, we got market volume sitting at 28.9 million United States dollars. A, a small, small pullback. A small pullback, I guess you could say. Solana volume sitting at 7.7 .7 million. OpenSea at 4.9 and Blur sitting atop the charts at 22.6. NFT market leaders looking over at the ETH side of things, almost all collections are in the red. With Pudgy Penguins down 6% to 8.8, .8, we had said that that 10 ETH floor resistance would cause a slight bit of mental resistance for many of the people in the market. And sadly, that seems to be the case. On top of this, we got D-Gods down 3% while the rest of the leaders are holding steady. Other movers include Mad Lads up 26%, Topia Worlds, formerly NFT Worlds, is up 44%. Excuse me. And that's on the back of somebody sweeping 30 of them, I believe, was what they swept, pushing their floor from 3 all the way up to 4.5, following various whale sweeps, and AOF first down to seven, down 17% to 0.47. Your boy sold that at 0.7. I'm ecstatic. Mad Lads over the past 24 hours are making headlines once again after announcing a partnership with Wormhole. While we mentioned on the show last week after their cross-chain interoperability platform announced a, two, a $225 million raise last week and Mad Lads are up 26% on the news to a Solana and USD all-time high of 220 soul, flipping mutants in USD floor price value, doing a 6X on the last 30 days. Oh. If you saw Nick's post, you would have seen these at 75 and you'd be ecstatic. 
What a clean 3x. Looking over at crypto, Bitcoin marked a new 2023 high, ripping to over 44,000 United States dollars, up 15% in the last seven days. Solana followed suit up 5% to 63, while Ethereum lagged 2% to 2,250. And AVAX, who's been talking about AVAX? I'm just saying, someone on this show may have been an AVAX maxi and still is, was the biggest winner of them all, up 17% to 26 United States dollars. Yuga Gaming faces some backlash after their heavy metal forge came to an end, and they announced that EVO2 won't start until spring of 2024. Yeah. Following what following what has largely been considered a disappointing game by the team, with Season 2 of their Legends of Mario game kicking off yesterday. Heavy Metals are down 23% to 0.2 ETH on the news. And lastly, over on the Ordinal side of things, a 420 supply generative art collection called the Golden Ratio sold out for 0.01 BTC, doing a 4X before holding its current floor of 0.034 Bitcoin. Meanwhile, Bitcoin frogs have pulled back from their 0.17 BTC floor to 0.13. Back to the studio. Fantastic weather report, Easy. Great job. We got some updates from the Daily Digest. It's posted to X every morning. It's pinned up top. It's also available via email if you subscribe at the nifty.com. So go do that. The token Guac on Solana. I'm assuming this is an SPL token. Is that correct? SPL 20 meme coin token has just been going parabolic. All right. Pumped 150%. It reached a $45 million fully diluted market cap. What do we need to know about this meme coin, Easy? It's a meme coin, PO. <laughs> like that's it that's all you, that's all you get from me today Pio. it's uh it's a meme coin i don't have too much else to really give you on this one it feels it feels like it is what it is if you know what i'm saying well well there you go real quick uh we got this guy uh suzu the founder of oh, the liquidated guy. fund three arrows capital he tweeted out run it back turbo man i didn't like this guy before his fund blew up because he had these like terrible takes on Bitcoin. He basically thought he was smarter than Bitcoin. It was pretty embarrassing, quite frankly, then got blown up. He also bought the top of literally every single NFT project. And then Spencer bought all of the pudgy penguins out of that defunct fund. Literally, that's not an exaggeration. Like literally Spencer bought them. Um, yeah, that guy is something. Uh, I do not support whatever the hell he does next. Anyway, uh, Crystal Hefner announced that she's listing her bunny ear bored ape. Well, look at that. Bunny's After pissed, dude. He hasn't slept in two days since the post. The, the, the floor of bunny ear bored apes is cratering as we speak. Bunny, are you are you okay? So here's the thing. There, there has been some mix-up I've seen around this. She's not Hugh Hefner's daughter, right? Like, just she called him daddy, probably, but that's not her father. They were married. Right? I have seen that on the timeline. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's the confusion? Yeah, that's where I've seen the confusion. Hopefully, she sold her ape coin, right? Otherwise, if she's still holding that, she's, she's down quite a bit. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Uh, pour one out for the bunny-eared board ape floor. But uh, next story, Mike Alfred, uh, absolute Bitcoin legend, tweeted out, we're at $44,000 Bitcoin and the retail crowd is eerily quiet. They must be too busy with their kids, day jobs, and Instagrams. Not a single inbound text from a no-coiner friend this week so far. The coast is clear. So freaking bullish. I got a normie text yesterday. It was the a same. My mom texted me. That's how I know that crypto's coming back. When she asks, when, when FTX collapsed, she asked if I still had a job. 
So that was one side of things. And then when F- when Solana was $8 after Christmas, I remember the Christmas conversation was, are you going to be okay? And I was, because she knows I'm a huge like Solana fan. It's like the one thing she like kind of understands. So she like okay. checks the price sometimes. She saw it at 60 and her text said, are you rich? And that's all <laughs> I said. She just said, yeah. <laughs> I just said, hey, Almost. I, I said, listen, if you need anything, let me know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, well, I mean, so I got the text yesterday. It was uh, cryptos. Uh, what? Let me read the exact text. Here we go. It was, and it was in a group text, which is extra interesting. It was cryptos ripping, ride the wave. And then another guy said, let's fucking go. So uh, that was that was a good indicator yesterday. We'll see if there's like a 25% pullback that flushes everybody like that out of the market before they come back. Let's hit this soundbite. I tweeted this out, but some people uh, may have not seen the tweet. Clement Let's hit this soundbite. So Anthony Pompliano, no stranger to CNBC. I would uh, dare I say he's basically the go-to guy for CNBC to have on the show now uh, when they talk about Bitcoin. Had a fun appearance. Uh, I'll give you a spoiler alert. You're not going to hear anything from Pomp, ladies and gentlemen. The video part makes it fun because Pomp just doesn't say anything the whole time. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just pretty funny. Let's hit this soundbite real quick, Clemente. The sailor question is how much of it becomes part of the quote unquote financial system. And does it, it is he suggesting that there has to be a payments element or an actual he, transaction element? But he was saying back. gold. He, you weren't saying a payment. If it became part of the payment system, it could be much bigger. Well, but it also, just, if it became part of I mean, this goes back to can it really be part of the payment system and have actual and continue to increase? Because as we've, we've discussed a million yeah. times, if it keeps increasing, so, nobody's ever going to use it. Except, if you, except there's, there's that company we had on that uses just little, tiny little pieces here's, of Bitcoin. Tiny little pieces of Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. They had a company on. They're just using tiny little pieces of it. I absolutely love watching that. It's one of my favorite things to watch. You got Andrew Ross Sorkin, who uh, Elon said he was a longtime friend of, but then accidentally called him Jonathan in the Go Fuck Yourself uh, New York Times panel thing. And then uh, and then you have Joe. I forget what his last name is, uh, the main host of Squawk Box. Joe feels like he's like all the way converted at this point. I remember last bull run when Bitcoin ran to 30,000 bucks in December 2020. Joe was like, uh, someone said, you know, 60,000 bucks or 50,000 bucks. And he was just like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And then obviously he just got bodied. But um, I mean, it, it is so fascinating. Right now they're waffling with the medium of exchange dilemma, which when you're learning about Bitcoin, the medium of exchange dilemma is a really big thing. It's hard for them to deal with. Nick? Dude, I go for literally 15 minutes, and this turns into a Bitcoin propaganda show. <laughs> propaganda? What the hell is going on? Dude, that's, that's your opportunity on Tuesdays. What, what is going on here? Propaganda? What, what is the propaganda that, that Bitcoin you're is? Just, you're just finding every single quotable moment to just use to your advantage to try and tell people that they were just wrong about Bitcoin. You know? And I just, uh, I, you know, it, it just feels... A little bit inappropriate. Well, I mean, one thing I have been thinking about a lot recently is what, like all the people that dunked on Michael Saylor when Bitcoin was at a lower price, what did they think was going to happen? Did they think it was just going to stay low forever? I'm just confused by that whole position. Uh, and now everyone's like, damn. Are you really confused? I am. This is the same thing that happens literally everywhere. It's actually the least confusing thing 
possible with any asset is that people end up FOMOing and buying the top, selling the bottom. That's what everybody does because they think they're great traders and they're going to time the market. So I like, uh, I feel like it's not all that confusing. It's just instead you got to be empathetic in order to convert people over PO. You got to be kind to them. You got to hug them and suffocate them with kindness. PO. I, I'm trying to suffocate people with kindness that want that are interested in bodagos. I don't need to like convert anybody to Bitcoin. Like, come on, homie. Like, if you're not going to buy Bitcoin, I just can't help you. Uh, what I will say, though, is mad lads. So there's something about Solana where I just have no concept of how much an NFT costs. I think it's because like these things are like hundreds or tens of Solana. Whereas with Ethereum, if something's like one Ethereum, you have maybe the, the loose price of Ethereum in your mind and you can't, you know, you're like, okay, that's X amount of US dollars. So I bought my uh, Mad Lad at 79 Solana and I just did the math. So it's up like- Now, now you're just lying. You, I, got, I thought I got at 79. P was uh, 85. Well, with the royalty. But in my, oh. fa in my Phantom wallet, it says 79 Solana. That's what in it says. In your fantasy mind, you know? <laughs> okay, well, 85 Solana. Anyway, you spin it, if you, if you take the Solana difference and multiply it by 65 bucks, it's like $8,000 gain in like three weeks. You guys uh, also got in when Sol was like near 53, 54. So on top of that, that's appreciated. The NFT's appreciated. But you start to get into that thing we've been talking about for a few days here, which is like unit bias. Like, that's the thing is like you mentioned one ETH that feels like less than 220 Solana, like mentally is like a, it's a thing. Yeah, no, I'm not saying like Mad Lads are going to go up forever, but it's kind of wild to me that we saw a repricing of Mad Lads before we even saw like some crazy blow off top NFT bull run. Like, like they're going to go so wild. much higher. I, yeah, well, I was going to ask you that easy because we basically hit my exact target within two weeks, which they're is they're going crazy, so much higher. Like, they flipped mutants. Well, that's yeah. what the target was. I was like, I don't see why these don't become at least a pudgy penguins. That said, pudgy penguins is now 10 E. Yeah, pudgy so, penguins is more. Pudgy is down to 8.6. So that gap's actually much closer than you think. It's about one and a half ETH. Okay. Well then at this like where are we are, are we suddenly saying that this is the the board ape of uh, Solana and now we're targeting fifty thousand dollars? Like, I, are we just personally? I hate that comparison purely because it's like I know we want to say it's the board ape, but like they're just two totally separate entities. Like, I don't think you can really sit there from like a comparison standpoint, just because like apes are going into gaming, mad lads are going into an exchange and a crypto focused path forward. For me, I look at it and I'm like what's going like what is the potential upside and for me a thousand you know fifty thousand sixty thousand united states dollars wouldn't surprise me someone on the show today said ninety thousand united states dollars and maybe it's hopium but dude they're getting every single partnership for every major token that's dropping because they have an exchange wormhole just announced a partnership with them and it's a massive international audience that's going to be using this exchange so like you couple these things together and it starts to make a lot of sense of like what the quote utility is that makes price go up it's free money and it's like an inherent team that's literally part of the original FTX team. And Armani is someone who's shipped every single day for the last 700 days. Like the guy is a pure, pure player dev. And the other founder, Tristan, is on the business side. Not a lot of people realize that. And I think both are just... How old is he? I don't know ages. I, I haven't asked him. Dude, someone that's shipping for two years straight every single day, part of me is like... Yo, that's awesome. He's going to have a heart attack. 
Dude, that's gonna G- kill over. His GitHub is like on bad days, it's like one commit. On good days, it's like six hundred. It's like, dude, he literally like he did a push up challenge to see how many mad lads some guy would sweep, and he's eating Taco Bell, bangs out twenty push ups, and then just gets right back to coding. It's like the funniest so he's video I've ever be seen. Like twenty seven. I would say that's probably a good guess. I mean, it doesn't matter how old he is. Uh, real quick, no, it definitively does. If you're working a four, you know, twenty hours a day, like uh, Elon Musk is uh, showing his craziness now due to lack of sleep. Uh, but he, but that's that means he's had many more years uh, on on uh, Armani here. But anyways, I have to. I feel like it is relevant in the analysis. So we got this guy Peter Griffin, who's a longtime audience member on the show. He actually reps uh, Nick's board eight. Big fan of Peter Griffin's comments. He's very funny. He reps Nick's board eight. But he's actually not uh, joking around right now. This is a rare side of Peter Griffin where he's dead ass serious. I'm going to go ahead and assume that he has a mad lad because he's like dead ass serious and literally just posted Armani's birthday. Uh, so like the guy, it, dude, take this off the screen, Clemente. We got we got the guy's birthday just broadcast on the YouTube stream. Clemente so just, he? he's 31. 31. Okay, I was close, but uh, you know, 31 it is different than 27 but regardless uh easy what you said it's not comparable to board ape i'm not i'm not copying the uh the sort of business category that they exist in or comparing uh i said copying i meant comparing and i'm also not comparing sort of like what the quote utility is for holders here i, I feel utility is mostly um it, it's, a, it's a nice to have but that's not why people are buying nfts they're buying it for price and ultimately, I think like when you buy into these things, you're just looking at price buckets, like in, in categories yeah. of those buckets. You have sub half ETH slash sub one ETH. But I, I feel like really the best area is sub half ETH or even a quarter ETH below that. And then you have uh, the like one to, th- to whatever, one to th- three ETH slash. I don't know where I put pudgies at this moment. They're in this like uh, uh, they're at the high end of the mid tier whatever you want to call it or maybe <laughs> they're going to flip board apes um punches are, punches low, are end low end of, of the high tier it's yeah, the low end of the high that. tier yeah i was going to say that and that. uh so the range on that is what 20 to 200,000 is that is, i mean is that how wide of a range you're going with i mean that? yeah also I, I think you can actually break it down into like traditional finances like you look at income buckets and like percentage of income is like 10 to 40k 50 to 100K, 100 to 300, and then 500 to a million, you know, and those buckets get wider as you continue to go up, which is similar to this. So, well, then if if Mad Labs are the in the blue chip range, then at least we're saying it's over uh, $20,000. Solana is also particularly interesting. I, you you would know what D-Gods went to last time. A thousand but I was think- the peak. That was like the uh- high. It was a thousand with Solana at, 23 i want to say so twenty three thousand dollars. yeah so now we have a new season of solana nfts here and i see a lot more eth people on my timeline that are getting into solana nfts including bodagos which i'm pretty excited about but in general they're, they're buying mad lads they're buying clanosaurus they're buying tensorians they're buying uh, bodagos and, and other projects which means that like perhaps what they're bringing with them is that upper bucket and that there's some, and, and that's the real question is like, are we going to see a shift? Like are Solana NFTs or, uh, or ordinals, despite, uh, I'm assuming you all saw that tweet this morning, 
from the uh, Bitcoin. Things a nothing burger. Yeah, um, but uh, like, are one of these other platforms going to become like, will Solana become the primary NFT trading platform of 2024, 2025? That's been my bet for the last two years, purely because of retail investment and traditional user experience. It's mobile first friendly, instant transactions and gasless. We've already resolved the entire royalty situation. So like when I look at it, I'm just like, this just makes more sense for the day-to-day user and people that can use it on the go and do a lot more. Like it just makes a lot more sense for me to see Solana continue to gain traction. It already had a massive breakout hit when it comes to mobile applications that step in. So like, that's what I look at here is I'm like, they've already found success. They've already driven success from a lot of things that like the East side alt L2s and other L1s have tried. And that's why I'm like, how do, how do people fade this? You know, And it feels like now we saw a little bit of this December, January of 2021, start of 2022, where a bunch of these people got burned on some of these collections. But then this, this cycle feels different because all the projects running on Solana feel like they actually have businesses behind them. We had Klanos on yesterday. We had Mad Lads, obviously Geckos, Cyberfrog, a whole mess of stuff that just feels like there's way more substance than just buy token or buy NFT, stake NFT, get random token, sell token and sell NFT for money. I got a real quick take Sapphire out. Uh, for, so I'll be outside out of the show for like five minutes. But uh, I, it's well, Bunny's first, show now. It's uh, it, The conversation is really good. I have something to add, which is something that kind of over the past four weeks I've kind of come to is the liquidity returning to NFTs in the way that it has. Uh, like, for example, one friend of mine that is a smart guy that basically wrote off NFTs and just viewed them as never going to be the same thing that they once were uh, is like, yeah, that was the first NFT cycle. We didn't know that it's that it that NFTs were going to come back. It's kind of wild that they've come back. So now I feel like it's confirmed that NFTs are going to have their place in this crypto cycle, just like they did last time. And the crazy thing is. During the bear market, you probably heard me talk about the thesis of the reason that the projects of 2021 in NFTs pumped the way that they did was because there were only like four or five things that you could even buy. You could buy a board ape, a gutter cat, a cool cat, a dead fella, this, that, the other thing. It was like less than 25 total things that you could buy. And there was real interest in NFTs. They went viral. Paris Hilton was on Jimmy Fallon with it. Eminem made his thing. Uh, board ape, Logan Paul, Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. So it was like legit mainstream, legit crazy liquidity and only like, you know, 20 total things that you could buy. And I was like, this next time around, even if we get more liquidity, it won't be as concentrated in the projects. That's what I thought. And that's what I was talking about. But now I'm like, it's the same thing again, because so many people left. So many people left during the bear market. So many, so many people threw in the towel there's basically the same amount of shit that you can buy now that you could last time in terms of the quality stuff, right? You get Mad Lads, Clanosaurs, Bodagos on Solana. You get Pudgy Penguins on Ethereum and only Pudgy Penguins. Just kidding. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's kind of wild that we're here again. So I'm just like, how high is this shit going to go? How high is it going to go? I mean, if Bitcoin goes to 200K, how high is like Mad Lads going to go? Did you see Giancarlo's video yesterday by chance? Yeah. I liked the tweet immediately without watching the video. I, I thought it was such a good video about like what's actually happening in the space. And the most interesting part he brought up was like, we're seeing this cycle into existing projects because right now there's no new creators even coming into the space anymore. 
Like it's all the same people putting out new stuff and people looking for existing stuff of people who haven't left and have continued to try to ship. But it is also still this pocket of people trading amongst each other. Like it's, we're not getting a ton of new users, which is what leads to new all-time highs. Well, it's basically all of us dumping all the liquidity that we pulled out and, and had in stables or treasuries over the past uh, couple of years or past year, basically, and just putting it back in and being like, well, I hope this, I hope this, this is the, this is the big run. We all, we're all telling each other, we're like, this is the big one. This is the big one. We're, we're just like telling each other that. So I, I for certain hope it. I watched also, um, uh, Elio Trade's uh, latest video, mm -hmm. and uh, he he was talking about that as well. He was like, he was showing his portfolio position of like, uh, treasury and ca sort of cash equivalent assets, basically. Um that uh that he was uh, and, and what his portfolio breakdown was that between that and crypto i think it was 30 percent cash 70 percent crypto at this point uh that he and he has a target distribution that he that he looks at he didn't put the exact numbers um and he he broke that down and essentially was like uh look we're already seeing this run and he was like he, he like adds the disclaimer he's like it could all go to zero like and there, it was it was like that is a legitimate situation that could happen. I even look at Binance, for example. I don't know if you saw the thing yesterday about the uh, yeah. about circulating where the CEO, the new CEO was like, would not name where the headquarters is located. And this has been like uh, an attempt at them to like avoid regulation. Um, and, uh, and even the quote about it was like pretty ridiculous. Um I feel like that to me looks like a risk sort of risk. Exposure. I don't think so. You don't? No, I really don't think so. Cause I look, I saw the comments yesterday and I ended up like diving a little bit deeper into it to try to figure out like what exactly is going on with that. And I think the reason he's not like alluding to where the headquarters is, is more for regulation style of things. And right now they're in this transitory period, transitionary period, uh, where they're like trying to figure some stuff out while this the dust settles from the CZ situation. I don't think it's as no, much of a concern. That's exactly what they were saying. They were saying it's because they're trying to evade regulatory scrutiny without having clarity of where the the headquarters is. What What do you mean they're trying to figure it out? Like there, because you had Binance US, and that may totally shut down. To be completely transparent, like Binance US may cease operations, which I don't think is a black swan event. But I think they're dealing internally as to what the best course of action is. Do we shut it down and focus only on international markets? Or do we abide by regulations, announce we're US-based, and then go completely above board? And right now, I think it's more internal dialogue, where I don't think either solution there is a bad one for the space. I think it's just them right now trying to determine what is best for the business. And if we lean one side or the other right now, it could put pressure from either side. So I think that's why they're like, we're going to keep it close to the chest until we make this determination internally and then announce it. I don't know. It's still, I, I, I kind of agreed with how it was skewed by the, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media or whatever you want to say. I, I, I kind the of- The leftist socialites and liberals <laughs> who are out here defaming our crypto future. <laughs> that was well said. I actually like that one. Um, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I, I I kind of stood with that position just because I don't want there to be. There's clearly been. I'm I feel scarred by what we've all gone through over the past couple of years, where these big ego jerk offs basically go and risk take su such extraordinary risks 
that uh, that undermine you know the 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 infrastructure and the stability of the overall market. That said, I mean you can't uh, like completely take down like Bitcoin, for example. That said, it is interesting seeing that guy's tweet. Uh, now that PO's gone, I'm glad that that we can speak the truth about it, which is that that seems like a potential risk. Definitely a potential risk. Basically, everyone that I've talked to, uh, even uh, over the weekend, I was at a uh, Vayner Sports Pass event, uh, which is largely you flexing on that thing. Okay, no, it was pretty sick, dude. You met Gary V, dude. Sick. So you met Gary V. The reason why I bring it up is I was talking to them. They're all ETH people, right? And I was bringing up Solana and Solana NFTs. And even with Solana, they were saying like, "Oh, didn't that thing shut down like two weeks ago? I'm not. I don't own any of that." And they and then I brought up Solana NFTs and they were just disgusted. They were like the fact that I even brought up Solana NFTs. So like literally, I feel like the the movement we're seeing in in Solana NFTs. No, uh, in Solana NFTs right now is people that have been in this bear market for the last twelve months and are now basically moving into this right now. But it's like a FOMO rally from the inside, right? Versus. We're not seeing pretty much any activity from the outside. That's my take, but I'm curious what you think, Nick. Well, I'm curious what Bunny thinks, given the fact that uh, I like, you know, what we've transitioned was Bunny went from being on stage on uh, on Twitter to being on stage here, but then we just talked through the, <laughs> through the whole thing again. I think he should have punched him. <laughs> I agree. Like, I Bunny's feel audio like is crisp, was, dude. Was, was valid, and I feel is like Gary, Gary V may have even, like, co-signed on that act. I, I, that's just like a vibe that I get. You know, we're not, we're not over, you know, we're not above, you know, any sort of like a little bit roughing somebody up, you know? I, I will say this feels, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. Cause you guys just, it feels too toppish to me, the way Nick and PO or and easy specifically, are just, you guys are just loving mad lads. You you're, you're just sweating that bag bias. I'm going to pull gonna back here to 200. There. Yeah, it's going to pull back 10% pullback right here. Yeah, I think it's going to pull back maybe even 180. Like, would that surprise me? No, but like dips are for buying in this market right now. Dips have been buying since the end of Q3. I threw the thesis out there a year ago and said Q3 2023. After that, dips are for buying every fucking day. Dude, the Q3 2023 is going to be easy. Uh, is going to be e the same as Jason Calacanis when it comes to investing in Uber. Like, yep. it's basically... This is going to be, he's going to, he's going to show up on CNBC. He's going to be like, guys, you know, here's the tweet. Uh, <laughs> here's the tweet. Exactly right here. Q3 2023. And by the way, ever heard of meme coin? I bought captains at one ETH. So <laughs> no, you do way too high. Point one ETH bozo. <laughs> we get lower every day. It goes down every time you tell the story, like legitimately. Well, the Q3 I have stuck on the, the meme land thing. I've literally gone down every time I got in for 0.06, dude. It was great. Dude, uh, this this Mad Lads chart is absolutely ludicrous. Um, it was just seventy. Like, it's it's crazy. I mean, well, I actually like it though because your options uh, below that are relatively limited. Um, you know, you got Clano, uh, which is now the target was fifty. It's now sixty four. It's a hundred. Target's a hundred. The new target is a moving target. <laughs> yeah, moving goalposts. It's moving goalposts. The higher it goes, the more the, the goalposts shift higher. When it hits 100, we're looking for 120, baby. Okay. So, Real quick, uh, Nick, if I can jump in. Easy, with Klanosaurs, I was looking at them yesterday. Do you think 
that one of its downsides or the bear case, the fact they they have a lot of NFTs. Like I was looking That's at awesome. it and, and there's a lot of in, like you can. So do you're overthinking this, Clemente. You're way overthinking this. You got to look for the secondary effect is what I call it. What I like is like the secondary projects, the things beside Klanos themselves that have upside potential. So Call of Saga sitting at 25. I said this on the show today. If Klanos go to 100, Call of Saga goes to 50. 100 is a 40 soul run, less than 100% gain. Call of Saga going to 50 is a clean 2x. Below that, you look at Claymakers, which are deflationary. So that could have some pressure, but long that's a much longer time horizon. You have to basically look at like announcements, when the game drives, things like that. But all these pieces, it's I do worry of some like busyness that's happening. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we're looking at this and you almost have to be a little bit cautious because there is a lot of moving parts. And this is what we kind of faulted Yuga for was way too many things going on in the ecosystem that a net new participant's going to struggle to get in. If they can make it seamless and easy to understand, like, yeah, buying an ape is the most straightforward thing, much like just buying a Klano. But if you want to get into the ecosystem, it's like you end up spending two days trying to research everything that's going on and trying to figure out where do you take that course of action. Oh, the floor prices and volume are pretty fine on even the lower collections for Yuga, right? Um, yes, Bunny. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you. Dude, so I'm wondering, Bunny, are you thinking about buying any other NFTs in the next three years, or are you just going to sit with your board ape? Just the board ape, dude. You're just riding the board I don't ape. need any other ones. I guess I could floor the doggos and then really just go all in. Oh, damn. He's got a Pepe. He minted a Pepe. I have a Bodrago, yeah. How many Bodagos do you have? I have two, and then I minted two, and then that's all I have. I have uh, actually, I got pretty lucky. I got the X-ray on the other one, which isn't bad. Dude, you just hit two I have heavy exposure to our own ecosystem. I have forty-six Bodagos, one hundred fifty-six portals. Uh, I don't know that I can ever sell them. Like that's like the the sort of thing. So if I give it a liquidity discount, I call those zero, um, or or I sell them to the company to uh, burn. Um, would be the uh, alternative approach. What do you get? I come back. What are you guys talking about right now? Clemente, please. And Nick was just going on a, on a tangent. Have you uh, done the weather report? Yeah, I did yeah. it. I, easy crushed it. Uh, real quick, uh, easy. So I'm, I've been trying to shop around on Solana. And mm -hmm. because I'm like, I, whoever commented that earlier, that basically the, a lot of the run that we're seeing right now from people buying NFTs or that have bought NFTs in the past, on Solana are people that bought Solana at like $10, $20, right? Now we're seeing ETH people buying Solana at $50, $60, and they're pricing these at a different way. I'm like trying to buy stuff. I want to kind of gamble a little bit. I don't like stuff over 10 soul, but I've been finding trouble. Uh, I've been having trouble finding stuff sub 10 soul other than like these bonks I was looking at this morning, but that's just like degenerate stuff. It's a degen play. Are there any things that you feel like are a quality play sub 10 soul that has upside? Okay, so I don't want to pump this because I bought 10 of them today, but this is an actual play. We said it on the morning show before I even bought them. I literally said that these are what I'm about to buy, and then I bought them. It's called Parcel, P-A-R-C-L, Homeowners Association. You can long and short real estate, real world real estate with 10x leverage. So I can short Chicago, long Miami in this mobile app that's already live today. There's these came out a long time ago. A I remember very long time ago, yes. And they actually were as low as 0.2 on November 23rd. And because they just teased an airdrop for a token that if you either hold the NFT or use the platform, that's the bigger play. But their user numbers are increasing. So the metrics look really strong on these. And it's a mobile app. So on top of it, you can also trade 
real estate, get traditional finance exposure using Solana, powered by Solana. To me, this one feels good and it's under a lot of people's radar. I will say they're up 25% after my morning show today. But this one is one I've been looking at a ton. I just bought 10 of them today because I'm like, if this pans out how I think it will and more people start looking at DeFi options, this becomes really interesting to me. And it's real real estate, not metaverse real estate. Like I can I'm go long and short. Dude, you're really bumping these things today. I'm not <laughs> trying to I'm actually god. bullish, dude. Like, oh my god. I'm like actually bullish. That's the thing. Like my price target on these is 10 soul to get out. So like a 4x from here is where I'd even consider consider selling these. That's the well, thing, is like it's an actual utility play. Well, we're gonna have to say, uh, I remember we bought these like two years ago on the show. Uh I bought these. Yeah, I've owned these before. Um, that's pretty funny. Uh, okay, Clemente, where are we at? Uh, Nick went on a little bit of a rant. He took over the show. Bunny jumped up. We've been just riffing. You're you know, welcome, and- Clemente. You're welcome. Okay. Well, anyway, d- did we talk about Bodo? I mean, um, uh, what price we think Clanosaurus can get to after yeah. having them on the show yesterday? Is it 100 is kind of the short-term target right now. Um, that's a big thing, though. He's just gonna short some grandmother's home and she's gonna get foreclosed on while he makes a clean 10x. <laughs> yeah, so we got kicks in the audience. I mean, he should have just been on the show if he's gonna just watch the show and, and contribute through comments, but he'll probably be on the show tomorrow. Uh look, we got this segment winner of the month predictions for December. Uh, and also reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that the show is brought to you in partnership with Shrapnel. Shrapnel is making all sorts of waves in the first-person shooter crypto gaming sector. The game isn't even out yet. And so uh, get ready for Shrapnel. It's coming out soon. Big shout-out to the Shrapnel team. Uh, we have Operators up to 0.38. Absolutely what? sending, dude. Sending so they're sending today. today. Sending today. Tokens up to $0.35. Cents, $0.39. Cents. So, yeah, it hit 0. 0.44. No, no, they're not. They're brought 0.38. They're 0.31. Okay, so then they have come down just slightly. Pio or Clemente, you would actually know this. A question that I've been wondering because I've been seeing it all of all over my timeline. All the Pepe pictures that people are generating, are they doing that with Chat GPT or something else? It's Chat GPT, Nick. There's a new Pepe GPT that you can add to your Chat GPT, and you can make anything. It's amazing. It's so just me and Bunny had one today. It's great, and the prompts slap. So you just go to chat GPT and install that add-on, Pepe GPT? Go to Daniel Got Hits. He posted it. It's a single-click link, and then it just adds it to your chat GPT. So chat GPT just rolled out new GPTs, and uh, you can simply add it, and it lets <laughs> you just go crazy. Like, Clemente, show my one, because what I have is my white dog in a stock room with just Solana all over the walls. It's the best thing I've ever seen. This is me perfectly in Zen with Pepe, and this is me and Pepe at the stock room floor. It's beautiful. These things have just done the an quali- incredible job. The quality of these are like really high. Well, yeah. very interesting. New chat GPT plugin uh, and a crypto degen got a hold of it. Uh, anyway, we got this winner of the month predictions for December. So we need to pick d- today is December 6th. We are going to pick uh, what we believe is going to lead to the highest percentage gain for the month of December Last month, if you remember, Easy was the winner. He chose Block Games Dice, predicted it would do a 2x. It literally did a 2x. So good job. I believe Nick came in last place. I think that was two months in a row, maybe, that Nick came in last place. Um, and, I didn't uh, pick anything last time. I, so you came in last? Came in last uh, as a result because, uh, yeah, you, you that was a zero. Classic forfeit. 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, so we're going to start with Bunny. Bunny, what is going to be the highest percentage uh, on a per percentage basis, the biggest winner in the NFT space in December? Am I allowed to pick a project that hasn't come out yet or not? What's about to come out? Overworld? Coming out soon? Yeah, we'll let it fly. Let's let it fly. That's fine. It drops next week. Overworld. So wait, but the entry know, price, it's like it's yeah, it's a point fifteen mint. I mean, the no, we're not counting the mint. It has to be what the secondary, what it, what the first oh, trade oh. on the secondary. Oh no, so just not, make it e make yeah. it easy and pick something. And I'm gonna go Pixelmon. Pixelmon, that was my pick, the... dude. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Well, it was Pixelmon Trainers was my pick. Pixelmon. Okay, well, that's different. Okay, that's okay. So we got Pixelmon Trainers, and we have yeah. Pixelmon for Bunny Clemente. What's your pick? Uh, I'm torn between two. I, I can I go ordinals? I kind of want to take. A of course, flight. you can go on any chain. And real quick, speculators, since you're in the crowd, kick since you're in the crowd. Uh, you give us your pick too via via uh YouTube comment. But Clemente, please go ahead. I'm gonna go Bitcoin frogs. Wow, three BTC. Slight pullback from its uh top, but they they pulled twenty percent in the last week since they hit their top. Dude, I think this could do a point two point. 0.22 maybe, uh, but we'll see. Um, and I'm also kind of betting on a Bitcoin scorching run since we're doing these in USD, right? I also am pricing that, and that's my little advantage. But I'm going. We're doing to these in USD, okay? Are we Kicks NFTs only? Hold, hold on, I want to clarify this with Clemente, which is so you're doing. I thought this is just percentage gain. Yeah, percentage gain from a USD basis. I feel like Clemente just put that rule in because he's picking an ordinals project and thinks Bitcoin's going to go up a lot. <laughs> like a new I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and veto that. That is certainly a new rule, and it is. It, it's in terms of the underlying token. So if you get an ETH NFT, it's the ETH price because these things are priced in the crypto token. They're not priced in USDC. No, you're right. You're right. Is your is your bet still Bitcoin frogs Bitcoin rule frogs. changer? Okay, yep. Nick, what is your bet? Man, this is a tough one, uh, but I'm actually uh, I like the uh, the secondary clan of that easy mentioned. Call of Saga. Call of Saga. That one seems interesting. I'm debating between that and Bodagos. Uh, I also was debating Bodagos, but I didn't know if there was going to be a rule that we couldn't choose our own uh, collection. Yeah, it, it feels a little weird doing that. So I'm going to go with um, uh I'm going to go with uh, the Clanosaurus uh, Saga uh, uh, collection. These things are 26 Solana, huh? I think they go to 50. And how many are there? 2,000. There's 2,000? So the only way to get these was to own a Saga phone. And you could only mint from the Saga phone. It's a secondary collection to them, and it's two different species. But they traded a much lower valuation because Clano has said that they're a part of the collection but not the primary collection so it gives me like mutant ape to ape vibes but way less of like a supply how much of a run are these things on uh they were 15 last week they're only up 10 soul yeah i think i think these have a cleaner 2x than clanosaurs do i think clanos go to 100 which is a 40 soul increase about a 65 70 percent run i think these have a clear path to 50 if clanos hit 100 i'm buying one of these right now yeah, that one feels like better exposure right now just for the potential upside. Uh, cool. Anyway, I'm going to just quickly buy this. Uh, but if, Nick, is this your pick? Uh, that's my pick. 
Um, I, I just like to, I mean, easy brought it up when you were outside and, and I was like, you know, this one looks pretty good. That said, I would like a little more clarification on what this means as a whole for the collection, uh, that, uh, but yesterday based on our conversations and then we stuck around and spoke with the Clano team for like 45 minutes after, which was show. so awesome. I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. They provided a ton of insight and uh, some connections for some of the products that we're working on. Um, but uh, what they, uh, their thesis, I do think I, I'm like loving even more sort of kind of the approach, the, the, the backwards, I, I don't want to call it backwards, but it's, it's counter to what sort of the movie studio approach was. That was something we discussed yesterday. And it, it's been tough for me to wrap my head around that. Uh, ironically with us taking that exact approach, I don't know why it was so confusing but uh, I think maybe it was more confusing because they're traditional industry people yeah. uh, that, that migrated over. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, what, what's exactly the play? Um, but they're really just developing those characters. And the biggest thing is, like, the people that they have around them. What, what I, we didn't have a chance to ask them about this saga thing. So I am curious. Easy, you just categorized it as a mutant thing. But the distinction between that was when Yuga released Mutant Apes, they at least were explicit with communication of what mutants represented in the ecosystem, that it still represented club membership because they needed to have a broader way to get people, quote, into the club. And they also needed a better way to make a ton more money. But uh, I, I think that that's not, it doesn't seem as explicit here. Would you disagree with that, Easy? No, I think that's spot on. Like, I, the way I look at it, I'm like, I think that there's, better potential upside on this because you do still get access to everything but it's you way do? less supply you yeah i mean yeah it works in the game that's the big thing is there the belief is it works in the game they're still gonna have add-ons for them where like you add the armor and other things to fit into that but it is just they have said it's just not part of the main collection so it's still part of clanos but it's not part of the original 10k i see well i mean there's still a little bit of ambiguity there, but I like this position and it makes me want to uh, have exposure to that um, for a nice little 2X. And ultimately at this point, it's been feeling good with the best part of these Solana NFTs has been appreciation in Solana. So essentially this is like staking, well, I don't want to jump to the side of it's like staking Solana, but it kind of has been in that I'm yielding Solana through all this, which is pretty, pretty great. Yeah, I'm going to grab one. I was just having some trouble uh, moving Solana around, but it looks like a little... Uh, I, I solved it. Uh, yeah, I'm grabbing one real quick. Uh, I like I like it. I just like it. And um, so... I'll, Theo, how much... Do, so do you have like sort of a, a expectation of how much you're going to end up aping into NFTs? Because the, my lesson from the last run, if you remember after the bull run happened, I basically burned thirty, forty thousand dollars just on buying random NFTs. Now, obviously, the cycle timing is different here, um, but I'm wondering as like a percentage of of uh, your portfolio, what what are you thinking? I have a quick question. Uh, I'm going to answer that. What about clay and some of these other things? Easy. Don't overcomplicate it. All right. Just that's because you have to actively monitor those. We just don't have time. Like, yeah, that's the bigger thing. So that actually works into what I'm talking about. I'm on Soul Sniper buying this Clanosaur right now. No one else tried to buy it. Um, anyway, well, it doesn't matter because I won't uh, burn gas, so I don't even care. Um, 
so what I was going to say, Nick, is that what I'm doing is I'm not uh, trading this time. I'm not like gambling on short term trades. I'm not going like when new random bullshit comes out and everyone's like, oh, we're all buying this random new thing that nobody knows what it is. I'm just not going to buy it. It's like a pretty it's it's crazy idea. I'm not going to randomly buy bullshit. If like something comes out and it's like buy Elon Musk or something, then yeah, sure, I'll buy it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just using it as an example. But like I need to like know what the hell the thing is. And am I going to miss massive face melting pumps with this sort of technique? Yeah, I am. But I don't really care. What are you laughing about, Bunny? Elon Musk. Like, why would Elon Musk drop a project? I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I need to just know what the hell it is. And Clanosaurus was already one of my positions. On Solana, I have Mad Lags, Mad Lads and Clanosaurus. I have a bunch of Odagos, too, that I minted. But I'm going to give all those away to people. And I've done this before, too. I gave away $25,000 worth of nifty Dude, metal NFTs. How many dogs I've given away in the last 60 days? It's uh, Can I write those off? No. <laughs> you might be able to. I don't, it depends on how your business is set up. But anyway, um, and and that's actually a great question. I might have to figure that out too. But uh, so I'm just not going to buy bullshit. And so I have almost. A, let me look on Blur right now. So I have uh, almost a dozen little pudgies, and they're a very attractive price right now. So I think I'll add one more uh, today. And basically, dollar cost average on this stuff. Let's say there's a face melting Ethereum pump, and it sends little pudgies back to a half ETH. Well, that's like a pretty oh, Kicks came in with his pick, and he said Sproto Gremlins. But think about it like this: all I'm betting is that we're pre all time on crypto right now. Every NFT I bought last cycle was post all-time high. I bought my first NFT in February 2021. And so we had already crushed the Bitcoin all-time high in December 2020 of $20,000. And we were already at 30, 40, maybe $50,000 when I bought my first NFT. We're buying this stuff pre-all-time high right now. As Mike Alfred and others are pointing out, there aren't normies FOMOing in. They're going to FOMO in after, after all-time high. I told you guys that last month I got dinner with my friend. And he asked me if Bitcoin was still a thing. And so my bet is, is there going to be gnarly, wild, insane volatility on any NFT that I buy right now? Absolutely. You're seeing that both ways. You're seeing Mad Lads cook in this crazy, unexpected way. If I expected Mad Lads to cook this way, I would have taken literally all my Solana and bought like 10 Mad, Lad Mad Lads when I bought one. Uh, but I didn't. I only bought one because I, I, I was you know, not buying. That was like one of my first big NFT buys back. Um, but my bet is, do I believe that the current all-time high of pudgy penguins and little pudgies, which I is, I'm just using it as an example. It's just my high conviction bet on Ethereum right now. Uh, do I believe that the all-time high that exists now is the permanent all-time high and will never break that all-time high? No, I don't believe that. And do I believe that Bitcoin slash crypto, you know, however you want to think about it, has reached its all time high? Obviously, I don't believe that. So my bet is we just have fireworks in the future and nobody's buying this shit right now, relatively speaking, compared to when actual new liquidity comes into the market. And so I'm just going to wait. And last time I waited, I had an opportunity to sell one NFT collection for like $400,000, literally, or something that was like $300,000. Um, I didn't sell it for that much. The final 
tally was closer to 50. So that was a big like lesson learned type of thing. The lesson learned there is, is actually something that Rom tweeted out uh, last week, which is that NFTs are the first to lose liquidity and the last to gain liquidity. In other words, you know, uh, when the going gets tough, NFTs are the first ones out the door. And the market can be really, really disrespectful to NFTs. So just like how NFTs can be this face melting cook where you bought a board ape for $400 and it netted out to literally like $800,000, it goes down the same way, right? Like I had a Coda, a Coda was worth like $105,000 when I got it and I sold it for $30,000. So like that's, that's just, and I got it for free. So that's like how these things can go. Nick sold his for $100,000. There's an example of Nick making the right move and me making the wrong move. I still got out. I still got 30 grand and it paid for like food for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, handed like, it. I paper handed it. Dude, 100K is fun on these. They're the board eight <laughs> of the other side. Wait till the other side gets cooking, man. What are you doing? It was free. You said it yourself. They are the bored ape of other sides. They are. You sell it for a hundred grand. You can buy literally twenty of them right now. Two hundred grand when the game comes out. You could buy twenty of them right now. Ladies and gentlemen, what a ridiculous interjection from Bunny right there. That a hundred thousand dollars for a coda. Uh, is FUD when right now they're worth like 10, 11 grand. A Mad Lad costs more than a Coda right now. Um, but Board Ape, like, the Coda is without question, in my opinion, the most interesting asset in the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem without question. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Coda absolutely cooked and I want to get Codas. And then Beanie tweeted about Codas and some jackass came through and swept $125,000 worth of Codas. Uh, I'm joking with the jackass comment, but I just wish that he didn't put that much attention on the Coda collection and increase the price. I mean, look, I look at, uh, I'm looking at my blur right now. It's so much simpler than last time. It's so much better than last time. I'm so happy about the current NFT user interface. I have three collections in my blur. I have Pudgy Penguins, Little Pudgy, and Shrapnel Operators, and I'm so comfortable with all of them. I'm a bit annoyed that shrapnel operators ran to north of point three today because I literally this morning, I was up at like 7.30, I was texting easy actually. And I was like, maybe I had a couple shrapnel operators here. Again, in like a DCA type of way, not a random gambler short-term trade type of way. Because I had a thought the other day, I was like, is shrapnel going to come out? Everyone's going to go crazy over the game. And then these things are going to be one ETH. I was like, is that like what is going to happen? And so I was like, I feel a little underexposed. Ladies and gentlemen, reminder, we are partners with Shrapnel. So I want you guys to make sure you understand that. But just from a trading and investing perspective, I'm like, is this game about to like be hella, hella popular? And these things go to one ETH? I don't know. Uh, I have exposure already, but I'm like, do I got to get like way more? Um, the other thing is that I've deployed a lot of Ethereum into the market, mostly into Pudgy Penguins recently. But I actually converted Ethereum for my... Um, Clano and my Mad Lad, which obviously worked out quite well. But anyway, I'm like kind of rambling about a different, a bunch of different stuff here. But this is like my stream of conscious approach um, to uh, stream of conscious approach to NFTs this time around. No short term trading bullshit. Light ETH on fire for trash, and I don't care if people are making absolute bags on like rare 
uh, OPEP, uh, rare a Pepe Yacht Club or whatever the hell that thing was. You know what I mean? Like where it went to 1.2 ETH and we were like, what are you guys all crazy? And people came at us with pitchforks. And I'm assuming that the things that like 0.001 ETH now, but anyway, um, Shay just pointed out biggest fumble in NFTs is OpenSea with that first mover advantage. Hey man, the startup game is tough. Someone just pointed out trademarks by Jack Butcher is getting swept right now. Literally, what else is new? The NFT market loves Jack Butcher. Absolutely loves him. Clemente? Larry Tempe's 0.05. Yeah, come on. Don't disrespect me. Shout out Genuine and Dead, too. Let's go, you guys. Come on. Nakamigo Cloaks. Those are the plays you got to be. Peel, you got to have your Somebody ear buy my rare trademark, please. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, Bunny, we, we were talking about gaming real quick. What did you make of yesterday's uh, Yuga Labs gaming announcement, basically pushing the next phase of the, correct me if I'm wrong, the next phase of the heavy metal game to next spring. I saw base, I didn't see a single positive comment. Uh, and last thing I'll say is it's so hard for them to like basically make a positive move. In the, like they have such a monumental lift because 95% of people are down on their other side and their coda and probably their heavy metal too. So anyways, I'm curious what you think there. I, I don't mind it. I know everybody hated it, but like I feel like it was a largely negative experience, the whole heavy metal game. So maybe if they're going to like go back and like <laughs> try to figure something out, man. That game, it was one of the worst. Did you games ever I've play it? Yeah, I did for like a week. I've I, never I, I, been like, more bored in my no, entire it, life. It was a really, really bad. It was honestly the worst game I've ever played. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I've, if I've ever played a worse game. <laughs> Well, there you have it. I mean, look, I, I talked about the Board API Club Yuga Labs thing the other day about how even though the founders obviously are not like, you know, from the industry of video games, they hired two C-level guys from huge names in the industry. So when you sort of think about it like that, it's not that outlandish that they would have success, especially when the market gets like really starts to go crazy. Kix, who's obviously building a video game uh, organization himself, just said whoever made heavy metal should be banned from making another video game for life. All right. They made a game that wasn't good. That, that, <laughs> Kix said, uh, just kidding. They made a game that wasn't good. It is what it is. Um, you know, they learn from it. They straight up learn from it. That's like what's going to happen. Yeah, but the problem with with this is like there's so many bag holders involved. Like they're not starting from scratch. It's not a game where like that's uh, true. Like there's what fifty thousand or a hundred thousand people with their plots of land, with their heavy metals, with all this stuff. Like it's not like an operator where there's eight to ten thousand of them, or some of these other games where there's way little exposure to it versus like people with literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of exposure. And if a game goes bad. You have all of your holders, your biggest core super fans losing money. So this is like such a hard task for even these Activision guys that have years of experience. Uh, easy. Anything to chime in here so you're nodding your head? I, I just completely agree. Like, that's the big thing is I'm like, I look at it and I'm just like, dude, how on earth did you have such a first movers advantage? And it's really just crumbled. Like... There's still got a lot in store. Ugh, dude, it's it's ugly. It's ugly. You know? Um, I don't know. I, I look at it and I'm like, I thought they'd have everything buttoned up for this whole game rollout to the end of the year. It basically looked like they were going to be going quarterly with three major things, and now it's not. So I'm like, all right, sick. You know? 
And now it looks like they're pushing it to next year, spring 2024. So it looks like they're even slowing that timeline. And people didn't like the game. So I'm like, I don't know. I had heavy metals. I've traded a bunch of shit with it. And now I'm like, I don't know. Well, we got bag bias in the comments. People just getting so mad that uh, easy don't know shit. KNWO. I don't don't know shit about shit. You're right. So if it goes up, kudos to you. If it goes down, damn, that's crazy. What what I think is the most interesting. Well, a couple things. So first of all, I Robin Hood stock, my former employer, Robin Hood stock is very interesting because it's sold off 90 plus percent. I know that firsthand because I had it from working there and it went down literally 90%. So that was great. Uh, literally my stock package at the end of uh, like at, when it was all said and done was nine grand. It was supposed to be like so much money, but it was nine grand. Anyway, um, it's interesting. And I don't have any anymore, by the way, I sold it all, but it's interesting. If this thing gets priced like Coinbase, then smaller number theory starts to come into play. And so I wonder if this thing's going to cook because like let's say Coinbase goes to 300 bucks are people going to look like look at this as Coinbase light and this thing goes to like 70 or 80 or like 100 um i got to think it's going to be a top 5 crypto platform in the united states during a proper frothy bull run i got to think so it's objectively just like an easy platform to buy shit on it's for sure better than the charles schwabs and the the vanguards and the fidelities of the world when it comes to uh, buying stocks. Um, It's not like better than Coinbase for crypto, but you can withdraw your crypto assets from there now. And they do a really good job uh, on on Robinhood of tracking your percentage gains. That's like the nice thing about it and and like the tax stuff. So if you ever dealt with like the Coinbase tax stuff, if you don't pay for the premium tax thing on Coinbase, it can be a little bit more of a pain. Uh, Nick, what's going on? What did you buy your Clano at? What price? 26. Oh, my actual Clano? No, this Clano, the saga. 26. I'm is so it, pissed, dude. Is it what, pumping what already? I, it got 28. I just bought this one at 28.75 because literally I couldn't withdraw the stuff. I'm so pissed. I had to give Nick a short-term loan. Luckily, there's a 70% APY he didn't ask about. So good luck. Daily <laughs> compounding blend. Uh, so uh, well, we got a few more things to talk about here. Love to see Klano's running the secondary collection. Didn't know there were only 2,000 of these. Literally just shows like I got to. Uh, let's point out it's the most, it's the more rare collection. So there is an argument. <laughs> Nick, enough. Uh, please. Probably 200 soul competing with Mad Labs. At this I, I want to talk about two things and then we'll wrap. I want to talk about crypto assets, specifically Avalanche, Doge, Pepe, and uh gaming tokens and gambleFi. So I just want to talk about these few things. We haven't seen a gnarly gambleFi pump yet. And so if you don't buy a gambleFi token right now, I have like 700 bucks a roll bit. Like negligible amount. But it's like, okay, should I not buy a thousand more dollars a roll bit some arbitrary amount because if I don't, am I saying I never think that there's going to be a trend of gambleFi pumping? Do you know what I mean? Well, why never. Don't you just- silo your focus dude like that's the thing i've really focused on here is like i'm not spreading myself thin on tokens at all right now i hold five tokens total okay across the entire board and that's including uh shrap is one of them so even like these game tokens for me is like that's my biggest speculative bet is a singular game token versus a wider one i have solana i have bitcoin i have avax hbar and shrap i hold no eth right now zero eth exposure uh, besides like my NFTs, hey. which I'm spending. I have no ETH exposure. I have them for probably a month now for just spot bags. I'm way more bullish on things. Perfect example was AVAX. I've been ringing the, ringing the bell for AVAX for the better part of three months. 
had an 18% candle yesterday. It led the entire market. So like things like that are incredible. Seeing Solana run the way it has and with potential risk reward right now, Bitcoin is just my safe money bet. Like that is the one I expect to have the lowest amount of gains. And I don't intend to keep adding to it, which I know some people think is crazy. But I prefer the alts and the things like that, where now you're looking at GambleFi, another one of those things that you have to monitor way more frequently. The farther down the chain you get, you have to monitor so much more actively because all it takes is one regulation action against a stake or a roll bit in the US to watch that entire space take a 40% negative candle. Real quick, I want to talk about that. There's breaking news. The literal co-founder of Rockstar Games, the uh, the company that made Grand Theft Auto, ever heard take of it? Take-Two Interactive? Uh, what? That's the founding company behind Rockstar. Okay. This guy, Jamie King, the co-founder oh, of Rockstar Games, shit. has joined uh, Portal Advisory Board. So like that point, Damn. I like when you search Jamie King, it shows up with an actress. Damn. Don't get distracted, Nick. So are creeps now pumping? Well, the bigger thing is, Pio, did you see the portal wallet? No. That, so Bunny texts me this at 5.05, and we should have talked about it on the 5 p.m. show. We've talked about it minimally on the 8 a.m. show. No seed phrase. Google connectability to create the wallet. Custodial wallet. It's like the most normie friendly wallet. compatibility, Google compatibility. Dude, it's like everything we've been asking for. The most normie friendly wallet I've ever seen in my entire life. So owning digital assets through an email address that you can transfer to something, quote, more custodial. But that's, it's honestly, this portal thing looks like it's going to have some major legs. Well, damn. That's well, a I, really big thing. Clemente? I missed farming. it. I didn't put it on the newsletter because I muted portal coins. You've been talking in the discord with uh, different holders about what, what the angel investment, what, what is that? So we got reached out to, to invest in the angel round for portal coin. I'm um, talking to the founder. There was a bunch of whales who hit me up and said, Hey, can we get an allocation? They've asked me about it. It's a 10 ETH minimum. Uh, we still can. Can we be talking about this? Is that like legal for us to talk about this on the show? Yeah, they had, a, they had a form on their portal coin page. They had a form directly on the page that anybody could sign up for portal coin ICO, an angel investing round. It was literally pinned, right. so anybody could have applied. Sorry, ICO? Is it a SAFT? What do you, what do you get? It's, it's an or IDO. Yeah, an IDO. Let's talk about this one offline uh, versus in front of a large, like a large-ish audience. I mean, it was public. Anybody could apply for this, Pio. The thing is, anybody could have applied for this. No this brainer. isn't like, this isn't some hidden thing, by the way. Anybody could have applied for this. Show for a moment, dude. We're going to talk about, so put on your big boy pants, Pio, because we're, 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 we're going to discuss it, all right? We're going to find out what's going on here with an idea. There's, there's so many... Uh, they can, it, it, there's a lot of confusion that I have of what that actually means when someone calls it an angel round, but it's an IDO and everyone's being asked to invest. An angel round usually has qualified investors. An IDO doesn't. An IDO also usually doesn't have US-based investors because uh, if you want to go to jail, uh, a good a good way to do that is Tim top spunk is is raise money uh, from U US investors. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I will say when you look up this guy, Jamie King, his entire resume, I mean, I guess he doesn't really need money at this point in time if he uh, was a co-founder of Rockstar Games. Yeah. Uh, but 
He was head of esports at this other thing, EVP, for for three years. He was a product manager uh, at this other place, despite having co-founded Rockstar. So I'm wondering, like, what what sort of the position at these things are, and how big these uh, uh, companies were. What is like he 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 has on his portfolio from August 2021 optimizing existing content for SEO. Why is someone that co-founded Rockstar doing that? So I, mean, I got I, I just got well, some like questions about what like what's going Wander's on. Wander's just announced Jamie King as well. Um yeah I saw that as well as That's the advisor. So he, he guy, hasn't been with Rockstar since 2006. I should mention that. And we need we need to bring this guy on the show to really inquire yeah. about his position. Why don't we just figure out where he lives and do an entire expose in person. Wait, and we'll just carry a camera crew. We'll have a camera crew f- follow us there while we go bang on his door. Yeah. Sort of, I think, a la, like, I'm thinking in my mind here, like, BitBoy Crypto, uh, his investigation, uh, or standing outside the house when he had police uh, come show up live. So that, that seems like a, a great way to do that. Well, we'll figure out what the story is with... Uh, that whole thing and and whether this is something to me it just feels like i don't know that this is a significant that this is why po just fell for the commenter the commenter the the guy who the commenter who was like y'all ain't breaking the news about it it is breaking i mean it's or it's kind of relevant i mean he is literally the he's literally the co-founder of rockstar games i mean that's true He's if you're it's literally also, they the, just dropped this wallet yesterday. Like this wallet is just being overlooked a ton. Like this is an actual seamless onboarding opportunity that's opening up a ton of stuff. Well, well, there you go. Uh, look it's back to the weird way to roll things out. I don't know. There's just there's there's a little something that's like if you have such a legit team, do you need to spam the shit out of the timeline? <laughs> that, was like, that was the one piece of fud I seen on the wallet was that if you look at the comment section of the wallet. It's like, it looks like a scam page. Like, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. So, like, any non-native, like, Web3 user isn't going to just, like, jump in and be like, oh, this thing, I'm, let me go click this and download this piece of malware onto my phone, right? Like, I don't know. Look yeah, at, I don't, real quick, look, I mean, just Tenacious is just milking this. Dude. L- long-time listener, look at him just milking the portal point. I mean, I mean Tenacious, you're hurting my feelings, dude, because I like you a lot. You're a long-time <laughs> listener. You're hurting my feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, we got our guy Tenacious on here. He's commented on the tweet like 25 times. It's like, dude, you're, you're, you're really, you're crushing me right now, man. Come on, you're crushing me. That's a tough one. He's a big believer in this. Dude, once I saw how many points I had and how many of the top people had, I immediately just quit everything. I stopped. <laughs> when you sent me the picture, I just stopped. Like, that was game over. I saw people in, like, the 100 million. Me and Nick are at, like, 30K, and we're just like, this was a cool This was a cool two tweets. I'll bounce back next time. Well, these people are just botting the, botting the hell out of it. The same thing with, like, the meme coin stuff. That's just all bots at this point in time. And I'm just like, dude... This doesn't contribute to to anything. That's that meme coin is up a ton. Uh, and I think it still continues to pump. It did have a pullback there for a moment. Uh, meme is right now down 14%. It's had a big pullback from where it was at. It was uh, 4 cents. It's now 3.6. So we're getting 25% pullback from the top. 
Uh, shrapnel is the one that's been just continuing to go on a tear. It hit as high as 45 cents today. Jeez Louise. I did not even see that. Um, I'm just pissed. I didn't put more into that. Um, despite working with them, you know, that's like, (laughs) how am I doing? (laughs) Clement, uh, well, yeah, I mean, talked about it literally on the show for like 20 minutes when this thing was at eight cents. Yeah. Just listed on Bible. We're like, Oh, should we buy this? Is this a. And yeah, and then what's his name came out and started pumping the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> Alex, Becker. Becker. Alex Becker. He's pumped. <laughs> he has pumped all of my AVAX bags too. Like I run these things called playable nodes. That thing hit an all-time high last night. It had a forty percent candle. He just keeps pushing it. You I'm told like, me this wasn't a good thing to get into. It's still, it's not because they just re-up the price of the nodes, so no one's buying nodes anymore. Like when you hit me it was right when they cut the sale. So like now it's not as EV positive as if you got in at half price. So like. For me, it's great for me because I got in at $4,000 in November of 2021. What do you think about Rollbit? I like I, Rollbit. I brought my it trade up. on Rollbit. My trade on Rollbit is to buy Rollbit on Solana, though. Well, you just don't pay gas. And it's also the fact that they're burning the Solana token way more aggressively than the ETH one. A uh, couple quick questions. Did we shout out a community member? We've, yes, no. yes, we did. Well, I missed it. Sorry. So I've shouted Greek out. Tuan, Antoine Algen. Oh, let's go. So uh, Greeny posted, did a tweet talking about his new YouTube video. I subscribed to his channel. Shout out Greeny. Yeah. And it was a phenomenal video, uh, first of all. And I think that was like really interesting. um, He's crushing YouTube, man. uh, Well, it's just the insight there was good. Um, And I think that uh, what he showed was how to trade on Solana. If you're interested in trading meme coins, check out Greeny. Um, because he he's posted some he has valuable insight on that channel um, and he only has like 200 subscribers I, I I subscribe but look he should keep going and I think the uh the 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 technical stuff he's been posting I will say technical stuff just wins in a bull market because everything oh yeah because people are like yo this guy's a goddamn genius and if they buy in one time and the price goes up they're like oh my god I'm gonna quit my job. But look at all those comments he got, dude. More comments than our channel, I'll tell you that much. Oh no, he's he's an absolute badass, and if he keeps, he doing just these- recently quit his job too to do Web three full time. Oh, he's been absolutely shit. crushing tokens and trading. Uh-oh. Like I, so I took a job to do Web three full time. But there it's it it's is. on the it's on the back of it's his for- trading gains. Like he has been crushing, man. Very transparent. Posts his wins and his losses, which you don't get a lot, and that's the best part. And why, like when I talk to Greeny, I'm like, this is great because you actually show when something goes against your thesis, which oh. makes people realize you're a normal human being too. Like it's not only wins. He's a good egg. He's not a piece of shit. Like a lot of the people that operate in that space are. I'm serious. Like I no, I'm serious. That's a lot. Quote that Greeny. He's a good egg. He's not a piece of shit. It's true. It's true. Um, the funny thing is, is that everyone, people were so scarred and confused from the 18-month bear market that when we were put, like, when you see tweets about normies texting and everything, people were like, ah, top signal, sell. And it's like, no, dude, this is a bottom signal because it's the start of the next run. Greeny quitting his job here is not a top signal. It's quite frankly a bottom signal uh, that this guy's about to be on a roller coaster ride. Look, I wanted to talk about tokens 
Wanted to talk about Dogecoin, Avalanche, Pepe, and uh, Gambleify. But uh, at the end of the day, and well, th there's Greeny charting Clinosaurus saying it's going to go to 100. So I love to see it, Greeny. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, look, we're way over. There's also an indicator of the bear market. It's 1020. I don't even want to cut the show short. Nick hasn't, uh, you market? know, sorry. You said it's an indicator of the bear market. The bull market. I'm going to yeah, say well, bull market. Yeah, right. yeah, because it's like we're just having so much fun uh and just hanging out uh we need look, to do a throwback friday show with uh kicks uh, us just being ridiculous hanging out on a lazy friday dude that 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 was uh those shows were fun i don't even remember lazy friday shows um <laughs> it was you guys hey. using bike pumps and shit those That's were always on Friday. I guess we would get a little bit sillier on Fridays. We were exhausted from the week. <laughs> and, and so Friday came and we were all just like excited to to have the end, end of the week. We, we got to do that again. Oh, I do remember when we first started doing the show, like the first two months when I'd wake up on Saturdays, I'd have a panic that I had to do the show because it was Saturday. And then when I realized that I didn't have to do the show and I had a day off, it was like this wild feeling. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I don't have to do I don't have to do the 90 minute podcast for the sixth day in a row. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we we've been doing this show for two years. Uh Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. We got inside NFTs changing his profile picture to a Bodago. Said he's not going back. It's from a little pudgy. We like Luke and Nuts. We like little pudgies and everything. But shout out to Inside NFTs for changing his profile picture to a Bodago. If you have been thinking about about buying a Bodago and changing your profile picture to a Bodago, tweet at me. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Okay? Nothing sexual. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday, December 6th, we will be back tomorrow. literally going to murder you if you don't change it. That If you haven't watched it. But if you do, he'll follow you. And that's all you get. So be hey, happy. Hey, be everyone that changes their PFP to a Bodago, you're a good egg. Great egg. Not a piece of shit. Hey, you making the jaw of the Godfather? Is that your attempt to make his face? I'm the dog father. <laughs> I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It, it, it sounds like you're suffocating when you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, are you okay? Marlon Brando put the oranges in his mouth. So there's like. Really? On the day of my, my dog's neutering. You're going to make me an offer or you need a favor. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, my man inside NFTs is a good egg. Greeny's a good egg. Subscribe to Greeny on, on uh, YouTube. Shout out to our partners, Shrapnel, just absolutely crushing it, frustrating me with their price appreciation because I wanted to accumulate more. Still probably will. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back tomorrow. I will not be on the show. We'll be down at Art Basel. You are in Miami for Art Basel. I'll be there for 36 hours. Say what up. I come to the Ordinals event that I'll be uh, hosting a panel at. It is the Nolcha Show's Bitcoin Ordinals event in partnership with Trust Machines and Gamma. Trust Machines, our partner for the Bitcoin show. Uh, check them out. Anyway, we will be back tomorrow. Check out the podcast on YouTube if you want the video feed. It's also on X video. Make sure you give us a follow. Give the Nifty account a follow so you can tune into this show every day. Tenacious, stop replying to everything with Portal Coin, man. You're, you're hurting my feelings, man. Uh, and anyway. It is gross.